If you don't have a Facebook group for your business, but you're thinking about starting one, or maybe you're just in the early days, you've just got one started and you're trying to figure out how to make it the best possible group, this episode was made for you. Today, I want to talk about whether you should start a Facebook group, whether it makes sense for your business, um, what that looks like. And I have six tips for actually starting your own community, getting it going, all of the things that you need to think about and get right at the beginning so that you can grow a Facebook group that people are going to enjoy being part of, that is going to thrive and is going to serve your business well. So let's get into the, today's episode. Grow your Christian business with me, Sarah Beisel. This is a podcast for Christian women who want to build crazy successful businesses with God at the center of it all. We're about to dig into biblical marketing strategies and build a firm foundation for your business that's rooted in biblical truth. If you want to make money in your business, but nothing seems to be working no matter how hard you try, then it's time to create a custom marketing plan that's designed around who God created you to be. So. Say goodbye to confusion and hello to a content strategy that's filled with God's peace and freedom. On the topic of Facebook groups, I have a brand new free resource that I am so excited to announce and share with you today. It is called 30 Days of Service. This is a content plan that is specifically designed for you to go into a Facebook group. Um, and really pour yourself into that group and to show up consistently every single day for 30 days and posting a question or a post or something that is going to get you involved with the members in the group. So this is something you can use if you're brand new to a group or if you've been in a group for a while, but you just kind of want to reignite um, some connection in there. This is something that I plan on doing occasionally in my own Facebook group from time to time just as a way to pour into the members in my group as well. It is a really cool content plan. Um, and you can use it in my group, in your own personal group, in other groups that you network in. You can use it in pretty much any group that you want. So this is available at sarahbeisel.com slash 30 days of service. So just go to that website um, and pop your information in. I'll send you that information to your email and you will have it in your inbox so that you can use it and you can start using that today. Um, so really cool resource. I'm so excited to <laughs> finally get around to creating this and sharing it because so many people have come to me and asked, like, what do I post in Facebook groups? I don't know what to say. I know that I should engage, but I just don't know what to post about, what to talk about. Like I'm just drawing a blank. So this is going to answer all of those questions for you because you've got 30 pieces of content in there, like 30 ideas that you can um, reuse, repurpose, tweak, change, and just kind of fill in the blanks a little bit. So that should be a great thing to get you started with engaging in Facebook groups. So yeah, that's at sarahbeisel.com slash 30 days of service. And you will be able to go down that and start using it. Um, now onto other Facebook topics. If you're thinking about actually starting a group, let's get into that. First of all, Let's have a quick conversation before we get to the tips about starting a community. And we'll just ask the question, should you even have a Facebook group? Because a lot of people will tell you, you need to have a Facebook group. They'll say every single business owner needs to have a Facebook group. 
that's not necessarily true. And I have a couple of things for you to think about before you decide to start a group because it may not be the right path for you. So I have four questions here for you to think about. First question, are your ideal clients actually in Facebook groups looking for help? Because if they're not, there's no point in starting a Facebook group. Everything that you do in your business needs to be geared towards generating revenue in your business. So if your ideal clients are not in Facebook groups, if they're not likely to um, find you and find your group and then sign up to work with you, then it might not be the best investment of your time. You might be better um, investing your time on another platform or in another way. So just think about whether your ideal clients are actually in Facebook groups looking for support. Because if they are, then maybe a Facebook group is a really good option for you. If they're not, I would find the place that they are using for um, searching for support and make sure that you are showing up there. So that's the first question. Second question to think about is, do you personally enjoy being on Facebook and being in Facebook groups? Because if you do, then again, this is a great platform for you to capitalize on because you want to make sure that you are enjoying the majority of what you do in your business. And especially when it comes to marketing and serving a community, if you don't enjoy doing that, then that's something that you're going to not do well. You're not going to show up well. You're going to you know, resent it. You're going to put it off and procrastinate. There's going to be a lot of resistance there. So if you don't actually enjoy being in Facebook groups, then maybe a Facebook group is not the thing for you as well. But again, maybe that's something you need to just make a balance of because if all your ideal clients are 100%, all of them are in Facebook groups, then maybe that's something that you need to think about doing. But like I say, like we are all made differently. God gives us our own personal skills and talents or preferences and things that we love to do and the things that we don't love to do. And it's important that we honor all of that and we don't force ourselves into boxes that we were not made to fit. So balance all of that out and think about whether a group would be the best like option for you based on your personal preferences. Third question that I have to think about here, uh, do you actually have time to commit to growing the group? Because it's not actually it's not actually super easy to just have a Facebook group. You don't just like slap it together and then it just does its thing. Like it does take a lot of time and effort and intentionality to run it well. There's you know, like there is a spectrum. There's a, you can put a lot more effort in, you can put less effort in and you can still be successful. Like there is a spectrum. Um, obviously the more effort you put in, the quicker it's going to grow and the quicker things are going to happen. But you know, you don't need to be 200% in, you can just be 100% in as an example, right? But you do still need to have an amount of time to commit to, to growing the group because your members are going to be looking for you. You need to actually put some effort into bringing people into the group. You need to show up and you need to serve them and provide resources, information, training, all of those kinds of things. So it does take some time to run a group and grow it. You know, you have to moderate it, make sure people are following your rules, all of those things. So make sure that you do actually have the time to commit to growing a group because if you don't have time to grow a group and to run it well, it's just going to be an unpleasant place for people to be in or there's not going to be anything happening. So they're not going to engage. Um, so make sure that you do have the time before you start a group. Last question to think about, does a Facebook group make sense for your industry? So again, this is similar to the very first one. If your ideal clients are actually in Facebook groups, it's something that needs to make sense for the industry that you are in. So for example, a lot of coaches um, benefit well from Facebook groups because they're teaching a particular 
methodology or they're focused on a particular area in life where people um, are really gathering around. Um, and this is something really to think about when it comes to like whether it makes sense is people need to be united for around a passion for something. Um, whether that passion is business or femininity or marriage or meal prepping or parenting or you know golfing, gardening, whatever it is, you know, it's a community and it's a group. And that means that there's a common purpose, a common cause, a common like passion. And so um, you can have that in any industry. Like I am in groups for all sorts of things. Some of them are very topic specific, such as like parenting groups. Some of them are um, mindset specific or like perspective specific. So some of the co the coaching ones that I'm in, right, are about achieving a particular type of um, like personhood, I guess is a, like a way to describe it. So it's all around like how I am as a person. Um, there are some that I'm in that are um, like like I said, very topic specific. Um, some of them are more general business things, but it's about like approaching it from a particular way. Um, but all of them have that very strong purpose. Like I know when I go to that group, that's what it's for. There are even some that I'm part of that are around products. Like a lot of network marketers that do very well have a group for their products. But you you know, like we could have a whole conversation about how to have a Facebook group as a network marketer because there's a very specific approach that you need to take for it to actually be um like a successful group and not just like spammy here's my products because that doesn't always work um so we'll have a whole conversation about that in an, in a separate episode because that could take that could take a while um but you can have a facebook group with a product as well if it's just about setting the tone setting the culture um and setting that purpose so think about whether it makes sense for the industry that you're in now if you've gone through these questions and your answer is, yes, I really should start a group. It makes sense for me to start a group or you just have that calling and you feel like, yes, God wants me to start this group for these people. Um, now we've got six steps for you here to think about um, how to actually get it set up successfully. Now, there's a lot of detail that goes into setting up a Facebook group. Some of it is more important than others. So not every single thing actually matters, but these six things are like your basic bare bones. This is what you need to do to actually get the group functional and running. So we'll take you through these so that you can get off to a good start. First step here is to decide what the purpose or the focus of the group will be. There is no point in saying, okay, I really want to start a group. It's going to be a business group. And it's like, okay, great. But what in business are you going to be doing? Are you going to be teaching a specific type of business? Is it your approach to business? Is it marketing? Is it um, design? Is it copywriting? Is it um, like focused on Instagram? Is it focused on DMing? Is it focused on websites, blogs? Like what, what about business? That's very, very general. What is the purpose or the focus going to be? This is how you're going to shepherd your group because like I say, like I just said, everyone needs to have that common sense of purpose. They need to know, like if they're going on Facebook, and they are intentionally going to go to a Facebook group. They need to be able to decide which Facebook group do I need to go in for the purpose that I have today. So for example, I have a paper planner that I use. It's a Horatio planner. They are the best paper planners that I have 
ever used. I love them so much. I am married to them. <laughs> They're the best. I'll, I'll go into this more when they release their 2024 planners, because if you don't already use Horatio products, you absolutely should. And I will like share that with you once they release their planner for next year, because I am going to get it like as soon as it comes out. Um, but anyway, they have a Facebook group. So I know if I'm doing something about my planner and I'm trying to figure out how to use it, if there's a page in there that I don't understand how to use or I just want some support or encouragement, I know I need to go to Horatio's like planner group because I know that I'll get the right support in there. If I have a question about graphic design, I have a graphic design program that I'm currently going through. So I know if I have a question about my designs, I go to my design group and I say, hello, I have questions about design. Here's my, here's what I've been working on. Can you give me help? Right. If I am like, I'm trying to like work on like beginning to potty train my baby and like the whole process of introducing him to what on earth a potty is. So I know if I'm trying to figure out <laughs> how to help my baby with potty training, I go to the potty training Facebook group. Do you see that each of these groups that I'm part of here, and that's just a small selection of groups, they have a very, very specific purpose where I know I need help with this thing. I'm going to go to this group. You need to be able to create that kind of specificity and that kind of distinction for your own Facebook group. Otherwise, you just kind of blend in with lots of other groups. Now, of course, there may be multiple groups with the same topic. I'm not saying that your group has to be uh, like completely unique and completely different from everything else. Like my Facebook group is, is a faith and business Facebook group, right? And there's lots of Christian Facebook groups out there, right? Now, the, way, the differences are the way that I approach things, the, the events and the things that I do are different from other people. I have a slightly different focus than some of the other Christian groups, right? But it's still more distinct than just saying, oh, it's a business group because it is a business group specifically for Christian entrepreneurs. And so that's one way to narrow it down. Um, so it just needs to make sure that it is distinct enough that if someone went onto Facebook and they were like, I need a... I, you know, I need some support from another Christian in business. They could think, I know, I could go to Sarah's group. It's a faith and business group. I can go ask my question there, right? So you just want to be able to help people identify your group differently from the crowd. So that's step one is decide the purpose or the focus of your group. Step two is to choose a name. Now, the simpler is always, always going to be better. Your name needs to be something that people can find. There's something that they can just search for within Facebook. So I would not recommend using your personal name. I would not recommend using your business name. I would not recommend using anything that is really obscure or so specific that people wouldn't know about it. Don't use like technical jargon unless it's something people are very specifically going to be searching for because you want the like Facebook's algorithm to recommend it to people. You want people to be able to search in the search bar, I need a group for this kind of idea, this topic, and your group will pop up. And the reason that I don't recommend using all of those things is because you don't have brand recognition yet. You don't have name recognition yet. If your name pops up in a Facebook group, um, people don't know your name. That's not going to make them want to join because they don't, they don't care about who you are yet. Sorry, like that sounds harsh, but they don't, they don't care about you because you're not a big name, right? It's not like you're, um, like Joe Rogan is an example. If Joe Rogan had a Facebook group, I would be there because it's like, oh, Joe Rogan, I love his podcast. If you had a Facebook group, I would be there, right? Just as an example. And that's someone that has name recognition. You don't have name recognition yet. Your name goes up on a Facebook group and they go, oh, who's this? 
I don't know. Okay. They've got a Facebook group. Good for them, right? You want it to be something that people are going to relate to. So I have two recommendations for you when you're choosing your name. Um, the first name, first option is to describe the person that you would want to be joining the group. So this is the naming convention that a lot of people would follow. So for example, a couple of um a couple of ideas would be like Christian women entrepreneurs is one. Successful female entrepreneurs, that's another big Facebook group. Um you could have there's one online business for women is another one. You could have um meal prepping mamas or um like names like that, right? That describe the person um that would be joining the group. And that's one way to help people identify themselves as part of the group because they would see that name, they would go, oh, well, I'm a mama that wants to meal prep or, or I am a mama that meal preps. This looks like it would be a group for me. I'm going to join it. Or, hey, I'm a Christian woman. I'm, an, I'm in business. Christian woman entrepreneur. That's me. I'm going to join and see what's going on in this group. So describing the type of person that you want in the group is a good way to get people to join it because they will identify it, um, or identify themselves within that name and join. Another option that you have here is to specify the topic of the group. So for example, um, I am in a sleep training group for my baby and it's called evidence-based sleep training. So the Facebook group is about sleep training. I'm also in a Facebook group for um, <laughs> introducing solids when I was learning how on earth to feed my baby. And so the group name is, um, I don't even remember what the group name is called. Baby Led Weaning is, is the name of the group. So that's about the topic, right? I could have a Facebook group called Biblical Marketing because that's the topic that I would teach. Um, so that's that would be an option for um, for me. That's not the name that I chose, but that's something I could do if I wanted to. So either the, describe the person or specify the topic because you want people to see the name and know whether that group is for them to join or not. Um, like I say, if you use a business name, if you use your personal name, they may not know that that group is somewhere that's for them to join, so they they may just decide to skip past it. Um, so that's just something to think about. Now, when you have that name recognition, like way down the line in your business, when you are a big name and people do know your name, your name, your brand, those things, you can absolutely change it um, to your own name in the future, but not when you're starting out, because people will just not know why that matters to them. So that's just something to think about while you're choosing your name. Okay, the third tip here, or the third step to starting a group, is to write your description. Um, now, you can change this, so don't get too caught up in all of the details, but start with these things. You want to tell people what the group is about and what they're going to learn, because this is the only thing that they get to see before they join the group, right? They're going to see the name and they're going to see the description. And so you need to give people an idea of like, what is this group about? What's the purpose? What are you going to learn? What is the culture of the group? Um, you could write group rules or themes or things that you have going on in there. Just tell people a little bit what the group is about, what the purpose is, what they're going to learn. And also include a little bit about yourself if you have the space. Like just one short paragraph saying, you know, I'm Sarah, I am an entrepreneur and, you know, this is my background. Um, just give people a little bit of context as to like why you want to serve people in this way, the expertise that you have or the purpose. What's your why? Why are you doing this? Why do you like have the business that you have? What are you doing? One last thing that you can include in your description that I find very helpful is to have a link to a free resource at the very bottom. 
So I direct people to my podcast, I think. (laughs) From my description, I say, you know, if you want to learn more about biblical marketing, please go check out my podcast. I have tons and tons of episodes ready for you to just go and listen to right now um, to learn more about this topic and me, and you can connect with me there. Um, You can alternatively just do like a free download of something, um, some sort of free resource, just so that people can take that next step with you um, without actually having to join the group, because they will be able to click on that link and go somewhere without actually joining the group. So it's just a fun way to Um, and an easy way to just share your resources without people having to actually commit to joining the group. Okay, step number four, you need to choose membership questions um, because you're going to set your group up to be private so that people have to request to join. So that way you can make sure that people that are joining the group are like actually legitimate people. They're going to join the group for the right reasons and you can help avoid quite a lot of spam that way. So you want to make it private so that people have to request to join and you're going to have membership questions so that you can gather some information. So you're going to have one question that is a market research question. So for example, I think the question I have currently set is like, what is your biggest struggle right now when it comes to um, running a Christian business or marketing your Christian business or when it comes to your messaging or something like that? Um, so ask people a market research question to get some information. What is their biggest struggle? What are they? What is their number one goal with their business right now or number one goal with their um parenting or whatever it is right like so ask them something that gives you some information about the kind of struggles that people are having the goals the aspirations and that's going to give you a ton of content ideas so it's really important that you do this market research question the second question that you need to have in there is getting emails from people it is like again like we were saying the purpose of a facebook group is obviously to connect with people, but it's also to move your business forward. And a big part of that is going to be email marketing. So if you um, have not started email marketing, we will have a whole conversation about that in a separate episode, how to do that well, how to set that up, the purposes and the goals, all of that. Like we could do a whole masterclass on that. Um, There's a lot of detail that goes into how to actually do email, email marketing well. But for now, you want to be, you know, contacting and communicating with people through your email. Um, so what you want to do is give a free resource away in exchange for their email address. And so you can do that in your membership questions and say, I have a free uh, brand voice guide. You will get this. as It's a, my gift to you for joining this group. Um, would you like to receive this guide? Um, if you if yes, put your email below, something like that. And they can say, oh, I would love a brand voice guide. I will put my email in and then that way I can receive this guide. And then all you're going to do is take that email and their name, add it to your email software and have an automation set up to where they receive that free guide as a result of joining your group. So that's a really, really great way to build your email list and give someone just like an extra, an extra little gift for joining the group. Um, I think you can have three questions, three membership questions, but I would encourage you to at least have those two. The third one you can use for whatever other purposes that you want, um, because there there are some other things that you could ask, like um, like how they found the group, or um, you could ask another market research question. Um, lots of other things that you can do there, but at least have those two. Okay, step number five for getting this group, getting your group set up. Almost there, almost done the basics. Step number five, you want to pick themes or threads for each day to help with engagement. So especially in the early days of your group, you are going to be doing most of the legwork for engagement in your group. 
And what I mean by that is people will not necessarily in the beginning come to your group, make a post, ask a question and do all of that engagement for you because it's the early days in your in your group and that's just it doesn't have the momentum and it doesn't have the culture established to where that is the normal thing that is done in your group. So for a significant amount of time in the beginning of your group, the only person posting in there is going to be you and that's okay. But you need to show up consistently and provide people with ways to engage. And that's where these themes or threads come in. So a theme day is, for example, saying on Thursdays, you can promote your business. Share your business links in the group today. Or on Monday, we are going to talk about mindset. What is your biggest mental roadblock that you're having right now? Or what's the one thing that's holding you back today? Post it in the comments or create a post you know, whatever it is. Um, you want to have one idea or one theme or one thread every single day because it encourages people to leave a comment. It gives them permission to make posts. It tells them, it gives them some guidance for what to post. Because again, a lot of people just don't know what to do in a Facebook group. They need someone to tell them what to do. So tell them, on Thursday, I want you to share share your business with us. Make a post and tell us about your business. And people will go, oh, okay, I'll go do that. They make a little post. Here's my business check it out here. Here's the link. And then they make a post. It gets someone posting in your group, which shows Facebook that your group is active, that it is interesting, and that it is exciting. Now, there are so many ways to build engagement. We're not going to go into them today because we just don't have the time. But this is one very easy way to do it. And it's something that you should just do from the beginning. It takes very little time to create a post. You can schedule them so that they go out every single week. And it's a very easy thing to set up and make sure that you've got a post every single day in your group so that people can engage with it. Okay, last, last step to get your Facebook group started, invite your friends list. So when you create the group, you should get the option to invite your friends. And what you're going to do is click that invite all button or add all friends and click invite. It is I know that you may be thinking, oh, but such and such won't want to join. And what if like my aunt sees it? And what about my friend from high school? Is she going to judge me for starting this group? Do not worry about those random handful of people that are going to think your, your request is weird. Because here's the thing, it's very easy to ignore an invite, but a large handful of people will actually take you up on it and join the group if they're interested in it. So it is basically zero effort to join to 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 send an invite to your friends list so just do it if they're not interested they're gonna ignore it and that's fine but you want to make sure that the people that you're friends with that would be interested in your group get the option to join from for a very low effort from you so once you've created that group just do it just send that invite out and and join it i think i got like my first 50 people in my facebook group from doing that exact thing and some of them actually do still engage like two and a half years later or however long it is since I set my group up. Some of them still do pay attention to that group. So you never know who on your friends list is actually going to be interested in your group. And like I say, if they don't care, they're going to ignore it. They're not going to join. And it's no sweat off your back to do that. So that's your last step. Just just do it. <laughs> just do it. Okay. Don't think too much about it. Just click invite friends to Facebook group, select the group, select the friends and go. And if there's like one, one or two people that you really know would have a bad reaction, you can scroll through the list and select to not invite them. So you don't, 
need to stress yourself too much about it, okay? So please go ahead and do that. Do not forget step six. It's so important, okay? Now, that's the basics for starting a Facebook group. Like I say, there's so much that we could go into. I'm actually planning on running um, an event at some point. I think I'm going to do a two or three day event at some point later this year just about like creating a Facebook group, how to run a Facebook group well, what you should be doing to network in other Facebook groups because it's such a hot topic. So many people in my audience and so many of my students have been asking me these questions and we've been having these conversations. So keep an eye out for that. I haven't decided exactly when this event is going to happen. I need to do some planning to put some ideas on paper, put the details out and figure out when would be a good time for me to do this. But there will be I think I think I'm going to make it a three-day event that will be coming um, at some point soon. <laughs> so um, keep your keep your eyes and ears out for that. I will let you know when you'll be able to get signed up for that because I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, I would be able to get into all these topics, like everything we just talked about in so much more detail than we just did today. So I think it will be a really, really great time. So that's it. I want you to follow these six steps. Go start your Facebook group if it makes sense for you to start it. If you're not sure, go back to those questions at the beginning of the episode, journal on them, think about them, pray about them, and see um, what God guides you to do. Um, And if not starting a Facebook group is the right decision, then that's also fantastic. There's so many other great ways that you can market your business, so many other platforms that you can use. You can even just use other people's Facebook groups. You don't need your own necessarily. Um, So just make sure if you're starting it, that it is the right decision for you. And be be assured that you can pretty much change everything that you do when you're starting it in the beginning. So if you pick a name and then realize it's actually a terrible name, you can change it. If you write a description, but you hate it, and then finally get an idea a few months later, you can change it. You can pretty much change everything in your group up until you have, I think, like 5,000 members in there. So you've got a long time to make sure that you're happy with the way your group is before it's kind of more locked in place. So just be assured, be reassured by the idea that you can change all of this. Um, So just get it out there, get it started, get the ball rolling and, and perfect it as you go with time. I hope this has been encouraging for you. Um, Like I say, go to sarahbeisel.com slash 30 days of service and go get that um, free guide to, um, engage in a Facebook group. Uh, I think it's a really great way. If you're starting your own, you can use this to kind of give everything a bit of a boost at the beginning. If you don't want to start it, use this in someone else's Facebook group just as a way to connect with people in a whole new way. Um, I think it will be a lot of fun for you to try that out. Um, So I will see you in that guide and we'll see you in the next episode later in the week. Bye. If this episode was meaningful to you in any way, I'd love it if you went to Apple Podcasts and left me a review. Once you've done that, come hang out with hundreds of other women in the Faithful Business community on Facebook. I would love to meet you there and learn about the business God has called you to create. I'll see you there until the next episode of the Grow Your Christian Business podcast.